This week on First Issue Club, we cover SFSX and Harleen. Welcome back to another episode of First Issue Club, the weekly comic book podcast that covers number one issues as we help aid you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape. I am Greg Liktai, one of your fabulous hosts. With me is Michael DeStacy and Budget King. Hello. It has been a long, long week, and I am so happy to be here to talk comic, book, comic books with you guys. Uh, before we get into the books this week. Headline number one. Money Shot comic getting promotional boost from Comic Hub. Do you guys know what that means? Do you know anything about Money Shot the comic? Money Shot's from Scout, right? Scout Comics? Nah, I don't think so. Or Vault or... Yeah, I think it's Vault. It's Vault. It's like a a sexy comic in space. Yeah. So It's like in the future, porn funds space travel. Oh. Oh. I could be into that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Uh huh. What's Comic Hub? Comic Hub is the company that kind of orchestrated the once in future thing that Boom did. So their whole like business model, wherein they sold out of the comic book, yeah, multiple times before it even went to the stores. So that was through this partnership with Comic Hub, where stores had to spend this like blanket number of dollars to get the book and there was like a cap. And so you go through all of these like print runs and it looks like it sells like fucking great and it creates a secondary market for your comic book. That's so bad for comic seems fans. Seems like cheating. I think so. I mean, I might not be understanding the business model that well, but that's how I read it. That seems lame. That's like what yuppies do. That's bullshit. That's like you're creating the secondary market, therefore taking it away from us, the consumer. Well, and me as a weird comic book guy, I'm like, oh, I should order this ahead of time. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, because I want it. Well, I mean, that's that's what they that's what they hope you're doing, I guess. Yep. And it's a Tim Seeley book. Oh, cool. He is a bonkers person who writes some bonkers comic books. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be a great comic book, yeah. but when you're creating the hype. Yourself, like, yeah, ugh. all right. Well, I don't know, it's a good way to inflate the market. It's probably good for the creator, I guess. Oh, I'm sure. Well, depending on how much they get from it, yeah. The publisher, I'm I'm not upset if Boom is making a lot of money. They sold 40,000 of both of those books, which I don't know if that's a lot by their standards, but it seems like probably it is. for indie, sure. Yeah, at a minimum, you get weird spec people. To buy the second issue because they think it's a rare thing. Right. Yeah. Even though that's kind of fake. I can't wait to find this book for a dollar <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be the case. Headline number two. ABC's new series Stumptown is based off these must-read comic books. Like the comic book called Stumptown? Yeah, the comic book Stumptown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys own any Stumptown? Yeah. I own you do. Uh-huh. Zero. I have the first one. You have the first issue of Stumptown. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Spec King. <laughs> That's what your new name should be. Spec King. Have you uh, checked the price on it? No. It's like 20 bucks. You think it's just 20 bucks? Probably. Yeah. That's like an ABC show. That's like a huge network show now. I feel like movies is where it's at. People don't care about the TV shows. I mean, no, I don't think so. Are you excited for the show? Yeah, it's actually, it, it actually some pretty looks, good it reviews. It looks kind of cool. It yeah. looks good. And yeah. I like Kobe Smolders. It's kind of like a, a Jessica Jones, but she's not like impervious to pain, but she has that same kind of um, did you guys approach. Read, did you guys read it at all? No. I never read it. Greg Rucka wrote it. I like him. Bring the motherfucking Rucka! 45 bucks on a high. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll take it back. That's pretty good. 45 bucks for some bullshit comic? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay. If yeah. you can sell it for 45 It was really, on Image, right? It really was a bullshit comic. So they made a bunch of them. What do you mean it was bullshit? You didn't like it? It was on Oni, actually. It was on Oni? Which is why I have it, I think. Oh. Um, no, it wasn't a... It just didn't have much fanfare behind it. Right. Like... Like, the the fact that it got a TV show is kind of, like... Weird. Shocking. Totally weird. Yeah. There's nothing, like... I don't know. It, it didn't stand out, really. People hmm. weren't talking about that book. No. So. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a comic book. This could be another situation like The Kitchen, which 
If you have that book, you should have sold it a year ago, I guess. Oh, that movie bombed. I think it did worse than, like, um, Delgo. Huh? Uh, Delgo is like, this, you know about Delgo, right? I don't know. I was just laughing. Oh, thank you for laughing, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, it's like a famously bombed animated movie that they spent, like, years making. It did so bad, they pulled it out of the box office in, like, a week. And then Conan, like, did all this shit on it to, like, shit on it. And so it kind of has, like, a little bit of a cult following. What's it called? Delgo. It's, like, an animated, like, dinosaur kangaroo-looking guy. And I think, um, I think there's some, like, famous people associated with the movie. That's not, like... Hidalgo? What's the one with, like, uh, Johnny Depp? Rangoon? Uh, (laughs) Rango. Rango. Uh, yeah, no, we're talking about Delgo. (laughs) I know who you're talking about. Hidalgo... Also, awful movie. Terrible movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, here we go. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it, Val Kilmer, Kelly Ripa, Freddie Prince Jr., Michael Clark Duncan, and Burt Reynolds all did voices. For Already this, underwhelmed. For this fucking yeah. movie that you guys have never heard of. Yeah. Well. Uh, I got one. Yeah. It just came out today that Hulu canceled their Ghost Rider TV I show. I saw that. No, no. Which... Raises the speculation that it will be a movie, an MCU movie. Oh. Or a Disney Plus show. What's the thing with, like, Spirit of Vengeance, though? Like, does somebody own that title? I don't know. I know what you're talking about because, like, um, Hailstrom is going to be on Hulu still. Like, they're doing, like, their weird, dark stuff on Hulu. Uh, So Spirit of Vengeance is kind of like the team-up of, well, Ghost Rider and Blade and... Hailstrom and... Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I didn't realize that who, was... There's another one, like Darks... Not Dark Side, but like Dark something. Okay. And they like team up and do like cool, dark, smoking cigarettes in the alleyway stuff. So it got, dro- it got dropped before it even was a thing. Yeah. Behind the panel, are Star Wars comics still forced to be reckoned with? Mm, how'd Ray do? I don't know how Ray did, to be honest. Didn't read it. I know they're ending... Pretty soon they're ending their Star no Wars. No shit, comic. really? Yeah, but I think after the new movie, they're going to re-kick it up again. Mm. There's so many of them going on right now. There's too many. We're yeah. being inundated. Yeah. And I don't know. Everyone's even, getting their own comic. And, and are they even canon? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they are. Because Marvel wanted to do, when, Jesus fuck. When Marvel obtained the Star Wars stuff, they stopped all comic books, all regular books, and said, okay, we need to get on the same page, everybody. It's only comic books now. And uh, they, do, they do books. Oh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, do they contradict the books? Like, what? No, uh-uh. they're all canon. They're all, like, in sync. Okay. They have, like, specific writers and everything. Yeah, connected universe. Yeah. Because back before Disney bought them, like, anyone could write a Star Wars story. Yeah. It was fucking weird. And some things didn't make sense, and some stories merged together, and some didn't, and people were just fucking okay with it. There's <laughs> anarchy. Big thumbs down from me on if Star Wars comics still matter. I say no. They don't matter to me. People say they're good, but they're too. The many ones I've read are good, yeah, but you just uh, you can't keep up with them. No. It's like if you're a fan of the DCU or MCU, mm-hmm. you're already losing your goddamn mind with how many comics you got to buy. Oh, it, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. You like you basically have to like pick a fandom and just stick with it. Right. And if your fandom is Star Wars, great, but you're probably still, even you, as a massive Star Wars fan, are probably not picking up every single comic. No. I think like five came out today. Five Star Wars comics came out today. Is the main line still going? It's ending soon. I think it ends in December. Yeah, and there's like, here's a book about an accountant for the Republic. (laughs) Yeah. Rumored that... uh, Donny Cates is going to take on Thor. Hmm. You know what? Makes sense with the Null stuff going on, maybe. Right? Yeah, and Donny and uh, Jason have been working pretty closely on a lot of projects, so... Going to be a good handoff spot? I, If it was anybody else, I'd be a little more skeptical, but Donny Cates has kind of proven himself with Absolute Carnage, Thanos, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Guardians of the Galaxy. like Silver Surfer, Silver Black. Surfer Black. Oh, so oh, yeah, so good. I'm confident. Um, he has some big shoes to fill. Yep. Jason Aaron did a fucking number on Thor over the years. So 
We shall see. If it's true, I wish him good luck. Let's get this podcast started. Now we have Harleen by Stefan Shujik out on Black Label from DC. Uh, Harleen is about Harley Quinn. It is about how she became the right-hand woman of the Joker and kind of their history together and how they fell in love. Is that how we are looking at this thing? And it's a retelling, right? Like, Well, I think with, yeah, because I think with the Black Label, they're kind of their own universe now, so yeah. they can kind of get away with other stuff. It's like a else world thing. So Harley Quinn has a is a lot of um criticism because she puts up with an abusive relationship and um in some ways that's glorified. Yes. Um she really had she came to fame through the animated series. Yes. Um, so she was introduced. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh and always was just like, you know, very I, submissive. Yeah. And became popularized a lot of because of how she like looks and uh, and she's kind of owned her own uh, confidence in like the comic books to to the point that she's probably one of the most beloved DC characters currently Mm -hmm. in DC. Yeah. Well, in the animated series, she had that like weird cutesy voice and was always like "I'll put in" and like was just fawning over the Joker and like you said. To a lot of criticism, the Joker abused her physically, emotionally. We can imagine sexually. Like, he was manipulative and very destructive to this character. And about five years ago, people were like, enough of it. We are tired of this. This is a bad look for young girls to, like, aspire to this kind of relationship. And it's just, like, a, a bad thing to portray in a mainstream comic. And so... They they flipped it. They they flipped the script on who Harley Quinn was. She broke up with the Joker and became this kind of icon for strong, independent women who can, you know, bounce back from abuse and own who they are and be, you know, great in the in the world that we live in. Started a relationship with Poison Ivy. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yep. Big part of her story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. This book, though, follows a strong trend of showing villains as victims. We talked about this a little at the top Mm -hmm. with how incel Joker, as imagined by Lockheed Phoenix, (laughs) is, is like being presented as this like victim of society and we're supposed to feel for him. This was, in essence, the same sort of thing. Just clarification, we actually talked about that in Tales from the Shop, which is a series you can get on our Patreon. That's exactly right. Um, so you may not... Horror stories from our local comic book <laughs> shop. Yeah. Yes. So if you're interested in that, plug for our Patreon. Yeah. Um, Today's yeah. episode was a real mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Yeah, this is, it. It. I think, a little bit of a victim, but I'm getting a sense from you guys that you didn't like this. This was a long-ass comic book. It took me almost 40 minutes to read. Um, yes. It's one of their bigger format books, so it's, like, thicker in a lot of senses of, like, a lot of more pages, and it's, like, a weird magazine format. Yeah. How were you guys reading this? Like, show me physically how you were holding this book. I had it in one hand, the spine in the middle of my left hand, and I flipped it like that. Okay. I kept it flat. Flat as could be. I didn't keep it flat. As not the book, but my hand to like oh, make okay. sure I didn't crease the spine. Yeah, that's one thing you got to worry about with these black label mega books. Mm-hmm. Is that the spine is easy to just destroy? Yeah. yeah, your comic book shop could give you the book a little beat up anyway. So and then in that <laughs> we know sense, nothing about that. In that sense, you wouldn't really care. I guess <laughs> yeah, right. if that happened to you. Um, this comic book is, spends so much time developing Harley Quinn as a therapist. We go to like. You know, her grad school program, the research that she's kicking off, all this kind of stuff. She doesn't seem like, um, you know, troubled, misfortuned person. She kind of just seems like 30-year-old figuring life out, happens to be a therapist. I found that refreshing. Like, we don't get this, like, terrorizing backstory. We get fairly 
probably it seemed true, believable way you might become a therapist who just kind of is falling in love with her research and then is going to meet the Joker. Yeah. She had a little bit of a uh, an incident. She like had a relationship with one of her professors, and so uh, she was stigmatized for that because people thought that she got ahead in life because she slept with one of her professors. Yeah, she didn't earn like her grade or something. But or, imagine yeah. like her position. Wouldn't it be easy to be like came from an abusive household? She, no, no, she you're was right. like a serial killer, but she repressed it. You know, she's manic depressant and off her meds. Give her something that mm-hmm. like gives her the flair of the chaotic person we know as Harley Quinn. This is like straight down the normal person becoming a therapist. Yeah, she had an affair. That's like the one thing. But here's the thing though, that affair was a, an unhealthy relationship with someone she was a subordinate to. Right. Correct. Which teases her relationship with the Joker completely. And I think what the comic book was trying to show was like she lived a kind of mundane, normal, boring life and the Joker offers some excitement. You know, some thrills, some something that's completely different and out of her normal life. What I don't like about this book is how obsessed it is with what will be their romance. The last line of this whole book after you read 40 minutes is the first time she calls him Mr. J. Right. Um but like I I like just knowing about her like her Harley Quinn as a really accomplished doctor, therapist who like defects to Harley Quinn. That's interesting to me. Yeah, no, I agree. And I guess you 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 only become Harley Quinn through dating the Joker. Or is right is mm-hmm. the only way that that happens. So okay, I think we're just gonna get a story of who she was before, who she was during, who she was after. Because in the little boxes during the comic, it sounds like we're getting the Harley Quinn in the aftermath of what we're about to see through this Harleen book. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she keeps referring to everything in the past tense. Yeah. And she keeps saying things like, you know, had I known what I know now then, I wouldn't have entered that room. It could, I guess this book could have been used as a chance to, like, rewrite the entire relationship if they wanted to, like, undo that and move forward with a new Harley Quinn. But it's going to end up being uh, focused around... This is the best Harley Quinn book I've ever read. Infatuation and the abuse caused by that. Yeah. This is the most realistic Harley Quinn book I've ever read. It, like, I don't really like, I like fun and zany. Yeah. I don't like the way they write fun and zany Harley Quinn. It's, it's not relatable to me. Um, so it's like de- a lot of Deadpool comics. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she too like, cartoony and crack-a-jokey. Yeah, she feels yeah. like female Deadpool. And then when when she was in um, Heroes in Crisis, yeah, Heroes in Crisis, fantastic, amazing, yeah, yeah. That's not her book though. Like as a character in that, she's amazing. I think she was a big role in that book, but, but yeah, she yeah, wasn't her as book a straight yet. up Harley Quinn book, like of which I've read a handful, I guess not that many. Mm-hmm. This one's head and shoulders the best. It, it it takes the most time in fleshing out who she is as a woman and like a character and. Like all that, I I will one hundred percent agree with you. I'm I'm interested to see where they take the abusive yeah. relationship thing. Well, we've got no concept of what she's gonna be like as Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. It's hard to imagine with how seriously toned this is, mm-hmm. like that they're gonna be able to work in a goofbally version of Harley. There's Quinn There's no ever. way. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're gonna go that route. Yeah, I I think they're trying to redeem. Like, how do you redeem a character who was created in abuse and, frankly, DC didn't, like, they didn't write the abuse correctly? No, God, no. Like, they nope. they, they wrote it in a, in a way that, that history has looked back upon being like, well, what were you doing? Yeah. I think you rewrite that by, like, making her a therapist and, like, figuring out, like, the mental, like, you might be able to dive back in there and, like, do something interesting and try, I don't know, redeem it is the right word, but at least address it. Mm-hmm. That might be what they're going for. I could see that. Is that a comic book you really want to, like, read and sink your teeth into? I don't know. I, I had fun reading this. This, yeah. this book, this comic book had way more words than any comic book I've read in the last four months. And I, I was not bored. I was not, like, looking yeah. at the pages being like, how many more do I have? I was just kind of like, Ooh. I wasn't bored either. And it, the fact that he wrote and illustrated this thing is boggling. Yeah. I yeah. 
This is a fucking graphic novel. Like the, the fight scenes with them in the smoke. So holy good. shit. Yeah. Like this, the reflected shadows and the lights and stuff. Like this fucking guy is nuts. The way that he drew the Joker in this, I was, ooh, I he's loved sexy. It. Yeah, he was like a sexy Joker, which I had kind of an issue with because, like, that goes back to the whole glorifying the person and making them, a, like, I hate when the 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 Joker shouldn't be attractive. Why? Because it's just it, it, for me, it's, it's weird that like for him to be a sexual icon or to have some kind of sex appeal. I think. I think the Joker should be attractive. I mean, I, I think the I think the the reason you should be attracted to the Joker is because of his attitude and his like devil may care kind of. But he's gonna be ugly. Maybe not ugly, but like, yeah, not like this dude looked like a straight up fucking Gap model. Yeah, I like that. It was like if if they've put like clown makeup on Rob Liefeld, like. Whew, Exactly. That's yeah, him. There you go. I, <laughs> that's him, baby. That's a good that's a good cut. It's funny because Rob Liefeld is a clown, but he's not wearing makeup. <laughs> no, fuck that dude. <laughs> they so, did they didn't do the cuts in the mouth in the Joker thing. No. I think they're gonna do like a new sexy take. Yeah, this writer actually wrote kind of like a romance sexy webcomic. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. It's yeah. like it's like a BBSM oh, wow. Whoa, yeah. webcomic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called, called Sunstone. Uh-huh. And he has one called Night Vigil. That's awesome. That makes me like this so much more. So this is a straight-up romance book. I think it will be, yeah. And my, romance may, slash redemption story. May, may even be BDSM. I think you're going to see, like, sly little references to, like, some of his stuff that he did. Like That, that. is interesting. That's really interesting. And I was wondering where... While I'm reading this book, I'm thinking, when is it going to go there? Because we've said this before about certain black label books too is that some of them don't seem like they commanded this like adult imprint yeah reading this book coupled with the other book that we read this week yeah i'm just like man i like black label i think they're doing good i actually haven't read a seriously just awful black label book yet they gotta have nudity and like more violence in it. Yeah. it they just they and not because I'm a pervert, but just because like to make it feel like like this book needs nudity in it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it it has to have. It that. needs to have the sexual tension. Yeah. And and if DC and can't feel more can't, real. can't step up and do that while all the other book that we like batshit fucking crazy nudity that's going on, fearless is going on, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. White like, trees. Yeah, exactly. Like you you gotta you gotta be able to do that. Yeah. And they can't do it on Vertigo because they don't have that anymore. No, like so. Well, that's why they made Black Label to do stuff like this. So and the fact that they're yeah, that pisses me. If off. I can, if I don't see a Joker dick or Harley Quinn tits, like, what are we doing here? Why why did this even get made? Well, yeah. or like, was there cursing in this? Okay, yes, and I was confused about that. Okay, on multiple occasions they said the word fuck, unedited, f u c k fuck yep. right there in a DC comic book <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. okay. There is two scenes where Harley Quinn is getting yelled at by a coworker, and it's censored. Yes, I, I remember that. They're like squiggly, at symbol, whatever. Yeah. What the fuck were they censoring? Maybe we don't understand the concept of Black Label or DC didn't do a good job. Editing the book. Of marketing it to if us. If we don't understand the concept of Black Label, who does? Not DC. <laughs> I mean, I went to my, so my last comic book shop, when I picked up the Frank Miller Superman book. Yeah. What is that called, by the way? Is it year one? Year one. Um, the guy, the comic shop that I go to was like, I don't know why this was on black label. They could have released it as like two floppies. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know why? It's the creative team. They they probably push for we want to be on black label we want that bigger Just be, format because they want the larger format uh huh which is fine that for this particular story it was a better way to read it getting that whole yeah mm-hmm. big chunk of story or one phase of Harleen's life yeah through one book so if that's it is just to like tell the story better through the medium by just changing size and format fine but don't tell me it's like where the adult mature edgy 
edgy stories are coming to I mean, play because when, some of them just aren't. When I th- when I think of like Black Label, I think of like alcohol, and like it's the 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 top shelf, the 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 thing that's been aged longer, right? The like more expensive thing or whatever. So like in that sense, I guess if if it's just like the the more refined, the better comic, and that's what they're going for. Okay. Yep. I I understood it to be like darker and more twisted and violent and, That's what and I a thought little too. bit more X-rated. Yeah. So this wasn't even PG-13 rated. Yeah. It it's it's tough. It's they, confusing. They got they got to rip that band-aid off. They really I think they got scared with Bat Dick because they tried to dip their toe in it to show a shadow of a penis and people collectively lost their goddamn minds. It's a dick. Yeah. I think I think they they lost their minds more because they removed it than than like just going with it. If they were just like, yeah, DC showed a bat dick first one ever and just rolled with it. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's not a first appearance for fuck's sake, Jesus. <laughs> kind of is, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Unclothed. They. Uh, this is getting into the well. Do it. Get might as well. So this will get into the other book, though. But then pulling Vertigo, Second Coming, and Safe Sex, which is the other book that we're going to be covering, mm-hmm. they like they pulled off all, all this stuff that was like basically the complaints of like some of their consumers to be like more safe. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, they got it. I guess to their credit, I don't. Does Marvel do nudity in anything? No, Max. No, ne- but they don't have a black label. Max, but they had. A fuck ton of violence. But they never had nudity. You don't know that. I don't I, know. I don't know that. I didn't read every Max book, but I, I there there I, could have been. I read I read almost all the Punisher line of Max and there was I don't remember there being nudity. There wasn't a single scene where there was like Titty? Like they he went to like a strip club to kill a guy. I hate the word titty. Sorry, boob. Booby? Areola. That'll do. I don't remember seeing boob in that. I guess that's fine, but like nudity does not a mature comic make. Yeah, correct. 100%, yeah. But, like, Harleen, Batman Damned, Superman Year One don't seem like mature comics. Okay, in that in that sense, you're right. Max felt mature. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the point I'll, I was trying to I'll make. I'll give you that. So, like, you're right. DC just ripped the Band-Aid off and, like, make these, like, tough. And you're going to sell a fuck ton of them. Everybody wants to see... Gross me out. Like, make it so violent yeah. I can't even look at it. <laughs> make it like Faithless and put a butthole on the cover. Yeah. I mean, God. <laughs> Go fucking crazy. Do you think they're really, like, stifling creators? They sure as fuck are. I mean, if they don't let you draw a penis. Yeah. I hope not, because this this creator right here that did Harleen, he, the, BDSM 100%. So if you're going to rein this guy in, you're not using him correctly. No, Why else would they get this creator specifically? I guess I just want to know if they were like, sure, that's the, this is the story I want to tell and I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm. Or if they're having a constant back and forth with DC mm-hmm. saying, no, I want to tell my story this way. And they're saying, well, sorry, get as close to it as you yeah. can under these rules. Take the I, ball I, gag out of Batman's mouth. You You can't <laughs> be doing it. Image can get away with a lot more than DC can because DC has a marketing issue. They have they have to sell bed sheets and toothbrushes and you know that's why coloring you, that's books. why you do black label though. Put it put it behind. Yeah, a, but normal con, normal people. I'm, I said it. Normal people who are in there buying a comic for Jimmy and Sally don't know what the fuck black label is. Put it behind with all the porn or something, <laughs> or like or polybag it. Poly That's bag. not a bad idea. Polybag it. Yeah. Then none That's of us true. nerds would read it. We'd leave it in bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd buy a digital copy. <laughs> <laughs> Untouched. Unsullied. <laughs> I I agree with everyone in here. It needs to go a lot farther with the envelope that they want to push. Yeah. I want I don't like I don't want nudity. Like I'm not just like, I need nudity or else I'm not gonna buy it. But I need it to be like I need to be uncomfortable with this book specifically because it is an uncomfortable subject of Harley Quinn and Joker's relationship. Yeah, I agree. Hey, the next book's uncomfortable. Let's get to it. Yeah, SFSX. 
All right, so this leads right into a book off of Image called SFSX, which is a clever way to do safe sex, and it is by Tina Horn. And who wants to give a little intro to that book? Who wants to tell me what safe sex is about? I can tell you. What's safe sex? Safe sex is about San Francisco mm. in the future. Yeah. Where having sex in a crazy way is the no-no. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, you're going to get uh, arrested. Mm-hmm. There is a, a government entity that takes your purity count. And if you do something bad, um, like not register that you had sex with the person that you're married to within 24 hours, you get dinged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like Geico. Yeah. And the main character um, would prefer to... Uh, in, indulge in sexu- yeah. sexual behavior that's um, maybe outside of some people's norms. She was like uh, a former sex worker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of sorts, like of whatever. I guess a sex worker can take a lot of different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's had to repress that to keep a normal life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, there in the future, uh, there was a time when sex was just widely accepted. Everyone's is like hedonistic. Christians move in. Clean up San Francisco with their Geico sex racket. Underground dirty hand is being formed at the end, but sex worker's husband is arrested for seeing something inside the Pleasure Dome, which is the Christian sex house, or like this Christian sex IRS. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sex IRS is the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Um, basically, this is this is a critique on... Repressing sexuality and sexual expression, and I thought it was great. I uh, think I think it was really fun. I dove into the author a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a podcast where they talk about like a lot of like sex stuff, right? Um, and weigh into this idea of like sex worker uh, being like a thing that you should be pro. Um, and you know, very sex positive and things like that. So mm-hmm. it, this is a super fun book for just exploring those ideas of like, hey, you know, be a slut and be proud. The way that they kind of attack the wordage, like slut and whore and all that, and tried to make it undemonized was I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I I was I, trying to think of a better word than undemonized. So excuse me. <laughs> I don't have many people in my life that are that sexually free, so this is a fun voyeuristic uh, romp for me to be like, oh, cool. Like, there are people that are just that down to have right. sex and, like, way into sex in a way that, that I'm not, and it's fun to see their lives. So th- this book is, and this book has some rowdy-ass sex pictures. Hell yeah. And yep. it, yeah. I One thing I loved about this was the... The way they showed um, who she was on the inside versus how she has to present to the outside world. Right. That, you know, she was picking out an outfit for her interview that day. And the person at the retail store says, well, what makes you feel confident? And they flash to her in this, like, leather bustier and, like, these, like, skin-tight pants. And then they flash back to her and it's like... You know, you go from these ultraviolet colors back to, like, browns and grays, and she's just, like, a blazer. I thought, like, yeah. scenes like that were really powerful. Yeah. They, they were, do it a few times throughout the book. It reminded me of, like, um, The hand, Handmaid's Tale. How it's kind of just, like, yeah. it's very regimented and very controlled, and the fact that you have to, like, check in or say that you've had sex with your partner was just, like... I mean, this necessarily isn't a story that we haven't heard before. But there's a super unique twist on it, Mm -hmm. which is that the party is a hyper-feminist group, or that's how they try to present themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it's almost like when, like, corporations figure out how to use young people speak, (laughs) and then they corrupt it. Yes. And use it for their own benefit. That's a great comparison. So it's like the Christians in this book have just like decided like, oh, we can use under the guise of feminism a way to repress women, sec- women and sexuality. And sexuality, period. Yeah. Right? Not just women, but. 
So I, I think that this book makes some fabulous statements about culture, sex, feminism, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that it goes all in on those metaphors and those statements and lacks in a little bit of world building um, for me. Like, I would compare this book to Bitch Planet um, a little bit. Okay, if, yeah. If, if you read phenomenal book um, about a lot of, like, feminist issues, but at the end of the day, it's a sci-fi book about a jail, a planet that has a jail on it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this book is all in on, like, sex be bad um, in this world. And I don't know a lot of, like, the sci-fi world of, like, what time period this is, what technology, like, mm-hmm. even, like, I would say some of the character development is a little bit like lacking on just going straight in on this metaphor. I'm totally fine reading on this metaphor because it's so foreign to me and it's like really fun. Mm-hmm. But I think that like this, the story is second to like all of, and by the way, this author is, that's their whole life is there. They are a sex academic. They consider themselves a sex worker, I believe. Um, I think they've made porn and won some awards for some, um, some of the, movies that they've made you see a lot of those same characteristics in the character so they're kind of just writing a character yeah. that they are yeah. um and i wouldn't say but by all means a great comic but lacks a little bit of things that i would want to see i i did like the fact that sex turned this woman into a superhero essentially yeah, yeah. like you kind of get that surprise scene that is yeah okay. where she's just like kick ass core strength Incredible flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to slip out of handcuffs. Yeah. To perform would, under pressure. Yeah. That she like kicking up her uh, heels and then stabbing a guy in the eye with them. I was just like all these kind of sex symbols being thrown together in an action sequence to like explain her ag- agility and, and empower her. Mm-hmm. I was like really cool. To propel her as like that sort of hero. Yeah. Because up until then, she's like a strong-willed person, but we don't get the idea that she's going to be not necessarily a cape wearer, but so- somebody that's out like busting uh, so, faces. So what I think would have been coolest about this book was it originally was going to be put on Vertigo on, on DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole conversation we just had is why I think this would have been amazing to be on one of the big two publishers. Um, makes this re- They found a, a niche genre and like really boosted it. The fact that it's on image makes it less interesting to me. Why? Because I think image takes risks like these all the time. It would have been really interesting for me to be like, whoa, somebody at DC was into this subculture because this is straight. Yeah, this, this author is, yeah. is straight propagating. This is queer sex worker. That's like what they're into. Yeah. Um, and the fact that DC was going to be like all in on that to me is I would be like, holy hell, that's cool. That's interesting. Also, it's crazy that this book, SFSX and Second Coming, probably could have sustained Vertigo for a little bit. Because those both those books are doing great on other publishers. I think that it was the the triple kill of Border Town having to get pulled. Yeah. Um, because of that guy being a dickhead, like or whatever. That no, he was an assaulter. Yeah. 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 Dickhead was light. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That dude's back on Twitter, by the way. He's slowly trying to get back. <laughs> He's into, trying to be like yeah. I redeem myself. Yeah. He has eight followers. Eight. Eight. So he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Good. But I follow him to keep an eye on him just to make sure he doesn't make keep a comeback. Keep him in, yeah. Um, okay, so I have a question about this book. So uh, the 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 main woman who we're following, so her husband works for the sex IRS, and he gets access to like this restricted level and sees something that he's not supposed to see, and he's arrested and like basically kidnapped and taken away and their apartment gets broken broken into and then we get led into the scene that you guys just discussed where she was like a superhero. What, let's do a little mind game. What do you think he saw? It would make sense with the metaphor of this comic book for it to be like, oh, Christians are actually into like dirty sex too. Yep. And there's like lots of like moaning and stuff coming back from the doors. So you find out, oh, you know what? The, the you know, this is a common thing that happened. It happened in like... um 
True Blood. It happened in The Boys. It happened a lot of, like, the Christians, like, when you peel back the curtain, they're actually just as dirty as the dirty ones. Yeah. So that's, I, I kind of had the same thought of, like, he stumbled into a fucking group, a fuck pit. group yeah. orgy, yeah. and uh, uh, he had to be silenced. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally like the anti-gay pastor who gets <laughs> caught with, like, a bunch of, you know, male porn and child porn and all that stuff. Yep. That they're infatuated with the stuff and... Yeah, it's almost like they want to uh, stay close to that yeah. and demean it, but they want to just be close to it so they can take it for themselves. And so I will, use it. I will tell you this. This book is wild. If you if you pick it up, and I, I think it goes there pretty quickly. I like First two I, pages. I like when it first, like, uh, I think Saga kind of like famously, I think in their second issue, have like a giant ass penis <laughs> in yeah. it or whatever. And like, that's... That's a good way to. That's a good way to do a first issue. I think we talked about this like a year ago on the podcast. Like we're going to see sexuality become more mainstream we in comic did books. Talk about this. Yeah, we have white trees. We have SFSX Saga was doing it. Fearless, unnatural. Like, do you think it's further away from being on TV? Not necessarily network television. So here, here's what I was thinking about that. Uh, like a you know a premium television channel took mm-hmm. a risk on something like this that made a softcore porn with a plot. Yeah, um, right. I think it would go over really well. I yeah. think a lot of people would be into it. Like, I mean, that's what they called Game of Thrones in some ways, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. You guys actually need to see a softcore porn. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it, I think if they were just like straight up like, yeah, it this is a softcore porn with a plot. I think like people would be way into it. People would love it. Well, yeah, and it's like a story about sex and people's relationships with sex. Yeah, yeah. sex isn't just like thrown in to see nudity. It's like about the sex. Exactly. And yeah. once you change that conversation or that perception, like then you can tell stories and like change people's minds, like. Sex isn't this thing that has to be done in the dark on I, Tuesdays only. I think that this comic book lets it be seen that this story could be told well to the point that I think the television show would be better. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think it exists without people taking the risk on the comic book here. Yeah. It works. It totally works. If this was a television show, it'd be awesome. Yeah. HBO going to be the first network to like really go there it's gonna have to be one of the pay, f- yeah, pay ones it can't I don't, be on like basic cable i don't see netflix doing that uh-uh. i see hulu doing it yeah i really I, I do see hulu doing it i could see hbo because they have a little bit of history and like also actually having softcore porn yeah, yeah. right i think uh, disney plus isn't gonna do it someone <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that clarification <laughs> just in case you were wondering okay but like now that the other streaming services have to compete with Disney Plus, because they are Disney Plus is going to be a fucking yeah sure giant. So either Hulu or Netflix is going to have to do go into more adult content. Some kind Showtime? of Showtime. I could see Showtime doing it. A- a- totally. A- yeah. yeah. Hallmark Black Label. I I I, I, I would it. love that actually. A, a Christmas Black Label <laughs> Hallmark movie. Hallmark Black Label. Santa Holy stuffs his sack. Fuck, that would be awesome. Santa's sack. Dude, coming why not? to Hallmark. Well, no. Uh, so Hallmark- you know how many women that watch these Hallmark movies, if they they want to bust a nut too, a softcore sex scene, everyone would be like, oh. So we, like, this is what I've been wanting the entire time. Time to switch to red wine. Do you remember when, <laughs> when the episode of Ali G, where his thing is that he made a romance book that hides a dildo inside of it? <laughs> so it's like drilled in there. So no. <laughs> um, be like that. Holy shit. Hallmark would be great, though. Yeah. Like, because it's primarily geared towards yeah. women in their middle ages, and people think they don't want to get freaky, but they want to get freaky the most. Yeah. It's, this is a naive question, but, like... It's called a vagina. <laughs> okay, yeah, there we go. A lot of, like, seemingly um, prudish people read romance books. Yes. Okay. And they are reading them to get off, right? I mean, they're not reading them because... I mean, they like the sex in them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Do they masturbate to them? Like, what is... You'd have to ask them. Okay. I bet some people do, some people don't. 
I think it's it is stimulating because why yeah. that's why they exist yeah. just to be like to get hot and bothered over. But why on not the just, beach? Why not just watch a porn? There's something more, and this is gonna sound really weird for me. Probably on their end, it seems more dignified to read a kind of a semi saucy romance novel than to go to Pornhub and scroll okay. through videos to find. It a, seems safer. Probably to them, yeah, safer and. I imagine the literature is probably good too. The story is good. Probably not. Well, romance novels are essentially what we're talking about turning into a TV show. Yes. They're longer form things where you develop actual relationships with characters and then those characters are fucking. Often. And probably right? in a barn. Yeah. And you're probably a person who likes the character development and the suspense that's involved. Whereas someone searching porn is looking for instant gratification, there's something in prolonging that. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, if the episodes were five minutes, then, I mean, we could, we could combine the two. <laughs> instant gratification <laughs> with a story. Uh-huh, just teasing for the first four minutes of the porn and then the yeah. last minute. Yeah, like and then you, just slap like and you get, it for the next <laughs> you minute. You get into the mind of the pizza delivery guy uh, and, yeah. like, his backstory. Yep. And, yeah, why did he shave his head and yeah. get a scorpion tattoo? A little on his... more setup. Yeah. yeah, and then they open the big sausage pizza, and <laughs> there's a penis dive, inside. Dive on in. Is that what romance novels are? Pizza delivery guys. <laughs> <laughs> they still have the same <laughs> oversaturated <laughs> porn premise. Zachariah opened yeah. the door, and with my heaving breasts, I <laughs> asked him, "Is that my?" Piping hot cheese pizza in your hand. Stepbrother finally gets mother and neighbor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we talk about what is going on with the porn industry and the stepbrother, stepmother? All the incest fetish. All the yeah. fake incest stuff? What is... Am I supposed to be aroused or offended? What is going on? Obviously, somebody wants it. Yeah, it's funny. I'm. It's rampant. I, well, I get that taboos are sexy to people, but unless... You can realistically put yourself in that situation. I don't know who else it would be sexy to. And the majority of people don't have step-siblings. Am I right? <laughs> I think they especially don't have step-siblings they want to fuck. Right. Like, yeah. No, I mean, I have a step-brother. He's cute, but... <laughs> so, do you think... Do you think the porn industry is just like, oh, these get... A lot of hits and they, it works. They have to know so something we don't. So they're, but I mean, they could literally be anything else. Maybe people just like a little bit of a story in their porn. I think, and they, this role playing is that. It's step. It's 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 ste, stepbrother gets mm. stepsister is the new like nurse or secretary. Yes, like thank you. We we were just joking about pizza delivery guy or pool cleaner. Like that was our. Make them up. Our porn make them up when yeah. we were kids. Now it literally is, well, mom and stepdad are out. Why don't I fuck my sister? <laughs> that is, honestly, I'm glad. So, I've never had this conversation before, but this, that's totally what it has become. <laughs> and porn porn already walks a thin line of just like, okay, is this okay? Is this not okay? Yeah. Where's the exploitation of women come into play? Now it's really just like, <laughs> like when is it going to be like, I fucked my stepdog? <laughs> I think there's probably some of that too. Can't wow! I I I, I yearn for the days when golden showers were the craziest thing I could maybe come across on a porn website. Now there's like the um, I can't say it right. The awaru, the the anime face that you make when you're like. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? I can't pronounce it either. But like their tongues are hanging out. And yeah, their eyes they are crossed. go cross-eyed when they orgasm or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's like a weird cosplay <laughs> cam girl this. thing. You haven't oh heard my God. So, But it's like they're all imitating an anime face, like from anime porn, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like a pleasure. Fi- like yeah. I've actually I wanted to take more pictures like this. Like it's great. Like. Porn is, I, I, I almost feel too old for porn now because I'm just like, this is not for me. Like, <laughs> where is my Jenna Jameson? Oh. Yeah, don't you worry about kids growing up and like, I'm going to Google sex <laughs> and like what they're going to see? Yeah. It Dad, is, can I get a stepsister? No. It, 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 <laughs> I feel old in saying it, but it feels like porn has gone to like, this new maybe it's maybe this book is getting at the idea that like that's better 
the the freedom of like the craziness that it's now gone to is yeah we're uh... well that if more people felt open about having sex that the porn industry wouldn't be so toxic is that what you're saying yeah or like just that like it's these aren't this isn't debased or like weird to want to have sex with your brother just maybe everybody wants that and that's just normal or something yeah i don't sure. know there, there's a conversation here. I don't know if we're the ones to have it. I know. I just shook my shoulders. Yeah. I was just like involuntary. My whole body was just. Like, I. Ugh. You never thought about having sex. Yeah. See, this is, where, this is where we were gonna go. Uh, I, I, I am all for like breaking down barriers and restrictions on sexual liberation and sexual freedom, but there is that line of just like, you can't fuck your brother. Yeah. Can't fuck your sister. Can you can you have sex in a giant bird costume? As long as it's consenting to the other person, sure. Do you find that weird though? What I find weird is n- not an issue. It's whether these two people want it or not. That is, and exa- if it's legal, that is the right answer. Yeah. Who cares what you think is weird? Correct. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Correct. Yeah. As long as there's consent that's the point. involved, and I, I think that's the point of this comic book. To be honest, absolutely. It's, it's just you're one hundred percent. Who the right. fuck cares what you think is weird? And guess what? This comic book started this conversation. So and that's, job, job that's well what done. I wanted to do. Yeah. Also, a good comic book. It's fun to read. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. Ditto. I don't know. So would it would it potentially surprise you then if the moans from inside the party IRS sex house were like torture sounds, actually? It would surprise me. Yeah. Could those like, oh, oh, yeah, because, sounds actually. Because then that would have been the first if thing. If you read them differently, is like, oh, oh. <laughs> that actually. I mean, you spell, oh, <laughs> the same way as, ah. It's a good point. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. It would, or, or if it was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. They're, it's they're harboring ghosts. That's what it is. It's a ghost house. Yeah. All those sex ghosts that are flying <laughs> around, they're catching them. And they're keeping him in a room. Ghostgasms. Yeah. You guys going to go home and spill white to this? Oh, and that's how we end the episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I don't know why I was going to actually answer that. <laughs> spill white. When did you turn 13? <laughs> this has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. Alrighty, up now we have Harleen out on the Black Label from D.C. by Stefan Shergic. Now, did I say that name wrong? You betcha. But it doesn't take away from what this book was.